Welcome to the Life Lessons Podcast. I'm Jen Stevens. I'm a retired teacher, the author of several books, including the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, and I love nothing more than building community. And I'm Sherry Bullock. I've spent my life helping others through my work in healthcare and as a volunteer for various organizations. We are friends who share a love of learning, problem solving, and bringing people together. Each week, join us as we share inspiring stories and bring you new ideas designed to help you live your best life. So now let's learn something new, get inspired, and have some fun. everybody. We are so glad you're here today. Welcome to this week's episode of the Life Lessons Podcast. How are you doing today, Sherry? I'm doing great. The sun is shining. Well, it is not shining here. Winter solstice. <laughs> yeah, we're recording this on the winter solstice, although it comes out on January 11th, which is <laughs> in the new year of 2023, which sounds crazy. <laughs> it does sound crazy. 2023 really does sound a long time ago. Like I can remember, I mean, like like it should be a long time in the future. I can remember being a little girl and like I was born in 1969 and I remember going through the 70s and the 80s and thinking about the 1920s as like so far in the past, right? Mm -hmm. But, But I also thought of like the 1800s is so far away. But now I'm like, we've been alive for a long time. Nineteen sixty nine. It feels like so long ago. But if I think back to like when I was born and thinking back that many years in the pre in the the past, anyway, it's just weird that it's twenty twenty three. That's all I'm saying. Well, you're over a half a decade old. Oh, I know. I mean, no, not as decade, a century. Yeah, half a century. I knew what you meant. See, that's I wasn't even. I knew exactly what you meant. Yeah, over half a century. Yeah, fifty. Yeah, I saw you nod your head. Yes, and I was like, why did she disagree with me? That was wrong. Because I was. I knew what you meant. See, good friends, it doesn't matter what you actually say. I know what you meant. <laughs> anyway, everyone who's listening is living in 2023. We're still in the past of 2022 as we're recording it. But my mind is blown that 2023 is coming. So You know, when I wrote 2023 on this episode as I was prepping it, it this is going to sound crazy. That number made me uncomfortable. I don't like that number. Why? I don't know. I don't know why. Well, my birthday is the 23rd of July, so I like 23. 23 okay. is a good number for me. Well, 23 is a good number for you. There we go. Yeah, I, I like know. 23. It's even, even, even odd. It just feels it just feels weird to me. Okay. <laughs> you don't like the odd years. That was 2021 a hard one, Sherry. I mean, I was born in all odd years, 1973. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Well, it's going to be a great year. I'm calling it. 2023 okay, is going to be it. amazing. It's going to be amazing. You know, 2022, anybody who's been listening to the show since the beginning knows that my husband got hurt and had neck surgery in 2020, in 2020. And then in 2021, he got hurt and had bicep tendon repair. And so 2022 was our year of zero injuries. Well, that's good. Now, I did hurt my back in like what was October or whatever, but that was like a short-lived two-week thing, knock on wood. And um, let's see. We have 10 days left of the year, and I'm just going to knock on some wood right now. Yep. Uh, we, I think we've made it through this year unscathed. Awesome. That's good. Goodness. We had a great year. We had a great year. I'm looking at the beach. It was a great year. It's a good year. Yeah. Even though it's cold at the beach, I just have to tell you in December it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But I still love I can still see the ocean. I just can't go out there. <laughs> Well, it's better than sitting in your house in Augusta and just staring at the trees. Right. Exactly. When it's too cold to go outside. Yep. Instead, I can look out at the cold ocean instead of the cold trees and the cats from the neighbor who was a cat hoarder. (laughs) I mean, even now the sun is out here, but I stepped outside and I was like. It's cold. It's too cold. I mean, it's it's 53, but 53 in Alabama is Well, it's going to really, are y'all supposed to have like really, really cold weather coming up? Yeah, we are too. Mm -hmm. It's going to like be 40 mile an hour wind coming off the ocean and like into Christmas Eve. It's going to be really, really cold. Mm -hmm. So anyway. By the time this comes out, that will just be a memory. We will be heading towards spring. I'm calling it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know January is not going to be warm, but it's coming. Spring always comes. So today is the day, the 21st. I know 
after today, we have a little Days bit are less gonna get darkness. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit less. Hallelujah. So now it's time for our weekly good news segment. Today we have a happy ending to a sad story from Mimi in, I'm going to pronounce this Nyack, N-Y-A-C-K. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that. I'm not sure where it's at. She wrote, my neighbor's dog recently died and a couple of days later, he received a box that he'd ordered from Chewy. For anybody who isn't familiar with Chewy, they are an online retailer of pet products here in the United States. So she says, my neighbor called the company to ask if he could return the order since his girl had just passed. The customer service rep told him to just donate the box to a local shelter and that they would process a full refund to him. The very next day, a bereavement bouquet arrived at his door from Chewy. She says, after hearing that, I immediately became a Chewy customer. And, you know, as I was writing this We had out, a story that same, same exact, it was not the same story. It was a different story, a but different it was the exact story, story. same story. Yes. Yes. Yep. And as I was writing it, I kept thinking, this sounds familiar. I've heard something yep. about this before. Well, then I read it to Kevin, my coworker, and he said, you read me a very similar story like a year or so ago. So yeah. I actually went through our notes And in July of 2021, another Mm -hmm. podcast um, listener submitted a very similar story. So this Chewy just must be a great company. We actually are customers of Chewy. Do y'all use Chewy? I don't. I I did uh, until Lulu switched foods. I can get it a little bit cheaper from subscribe and save on Amazon, my dog food. And this I have, is where we get like Ringo has dogs. diabetes and we, we get oh. his medication from Chewy. Yeah. Well, when you're when you're feeding three dogs who eat a lot, every little bit <laughs> saved helps. And yeah. you know what? I bet if I contacted them, I bet they would price match. I just haven't done it. I bet they would. You totally should. They're such a good company. We're there, we should. are not sponsored by Chewy. This is not <laughs> an ad for Chewy. but I do order I, stuff from them randomly. Yeah. But. Well, they... they Send stuff to our house all the time because it's where we get our cat insulin. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. Ringo's little shots every day, two shots a day, and his needles. So, all right. Well, that is a great story. Listeners, we need your stories. Send your good news story to connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. We want to hear about companies that have given you exceptional customer service. Give a shout out to a special someone in your life. Or share anything that might be inspirational to fellow listeners. We look forward to hearing from you and sharing your good news in an upcoming episode. So before we get to the Life Lesson of the Week, I want to take a minute to tell you about a company that helps bring you the podcast. So y'all know that I'm always on the go and I love delicious, healthy food. And I hate to spend time in the kitchen cooking and cleaning. My husband has been trying to eat healthier recently, which is wonderful. If you guys have heard me talk about my husband and his 13-year-old palate, uh, (laughs) I think he maybe realized that pizza rolls and Hot Pockets do not pave the path to good health. And so he started sending me links for Factor, and he asked me if we could give them a try. Funny thing is, the other day, Jen made a comment about Factor Meals and how she assumed they probably were not delicious. Is it the name? I don't know if it's the name Factor that makes them sound like, I don't know. I don't know. Like they're extra healthy or something. I'm here to tell you they are delicious. (laughs) Are they? Uh, Yes. Like, I get excited when I get to eat. I mean, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm hungry and I need to eat. I don't know what to eat. I guess I'll just eat this. And I'm very, I'm not a very enthusiastic eater. I'm just (laughs) like, whatever. I just, just eat and get it over with. But I have gotten like, seriously, I'm like a little kid. Like, what do I get to eat today? And I'd like plan it out. And it's so delicious. And um, I was kind of like nervous when I ate the first one because I tried another, I've tried a couple meal delivery companies where they send you pre-kicked food and they were not Yeah, I tried one recently and it wasn't good. It wasn't factor, but it was one, it was like, yeah, it came to the door and I was like, I think I threw one away rather than eat it. Yeah. I'm not eating food that's not delicious. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm the same way. But I, so I was kind of like hesitant and I was like, here we go. But I was like blown away. So delicious and fresh. And it really tastes like you just made a really delicious gourmet meal. Uh, So Factor takes the stress out of healthy living. They provide fresh, ready prepared meals that support even the busiest of lifestyles. They shop, prep, cook, and deliver meals to your door so you can experience the benefits of clean eating without the hassle. They offer meals that cater to many different dietary preferences. 
And they even offer a 20-minute free consultation with a dietitian for all customers if you would like one. This past week, I had artichoke and spinach chicken with tomato butter zucchini, garlic pork tenderloin with an amazing Asiago cauliflower mash and pesto green beans. And Jen, let me tell you, I've had cauliflower mash before and it's like, <laughs> you I'm know, like, I'm, I'm not sorry. eating any cauliflower I mash, know. but this I'm, is good. I'm always like, this is not a good substitute for mashed. I don't even like mashed <laughs> potatoes, but I'd rather yeah. mashed potatoes and cauliflower mash normally. Right. This was amazing. Like, I wonder how they did it. Seriously good. I don't know how they do it. It's magic. And so while my husband does not eat vegetables, really, (laughs) he has actually found a lot of meals that he loves that have corn and rice and beans and pasta and foods that I don't normally buy or cook. So we both get to eat foods we love that make us feel great. And I feel good knowing that my husband is eating so much better and he's enjoying it too. I have a link that can save you up to $150 when you sign up and give them a try. And I will drop it in show notes. And if you're in the Facebook group or the VIP community and you try them, tag me, let me know what you think. And now it's time for our life lesson of the week. Have you ever felt a bit stuck in your life? Maybe before work and marriage and kids, you had big dreams that you have not yet achieved. Somehow they got moved to the back burner. That happens to all of us. But you think about them often, unsure how to reach them. You're left a little bit unfulfilled knowing that you want more, but unable to find the power within to push forward to achieve them. Maybe you had big dreams, but pain and loss made you stop pursuing them. Are you a world-class procrastinator? I know I am. Who has great ideas, but just can't quite put them into action. Maybe you wake up each day with big goals, but bad habits and lack of productivity keep you from achieving them. We are joined today by Charles Clay, an empowerment coach and speaker, breathwork facilitator and author who went through his own transformation and found a passion for helping others find and realize their purpose and unlock their true potential. Welcome, Charles. Thank you. It's great to be here. I guess I should ask, do people call you Charles? Do you go by Charles? Yeah. you Chuck? Yep. Charles. <laughs> no, Charles. He is okay. Charles. And I, I love the, the idea of you being an empowerment coach because I think that's what people need, right? In this day and age, People need to become empowered in whatever mm. whatever way we're talking. Um, people just have a hard time knowing that they can control their future. Well, I think yeah. that comes down to people don't feel like they have value enough to control their future. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Well, before we get into your background and your story and all of your wonderful strategies, what is the lesson you hope to share with our listeners today, Charles? Yes. from My story is from pain to purpose. And so my lessons, many of them have come from pain as seeing it as a great teacher instead of yes. something to avoid. I think you're right. The, the mm-hmm. best mm-hmm. lessons we learn are from pain. And we, mm-hmm. we have to, when we're going through them, perhaps we don't realize that until we look back later. You know, I, right. was, I was obese. I, that's part of my story that people mm-hmm. know. I lost 80 pounds and I am thankful for that path, the, mm-hmm. the journey that I went through, that pain that I went through for all those years inspired my purpose, what, what I'm doing now. And yeah. so I, I totally get that. From pain to purpose is a great way of, of putting it. So you want to tell us about some of your some of your story and your path? Absolutely. You know, um, and, and as people are listening, just think about your own challenges. And maybe if you're in pain physically or emotionally now, you can think about how, what are the lessons and blessings that it has for you? And uh, I know for me, you know, my background's in kinesiology, minor in health and wellness. Once I graduated, I moved to California to live the beach life and uh, became a personal trainer a health coach. And, but I was still going out on the weekends and, you know, after training like 10 clients a day and getting mixed up in sex, drugs, rock and roll, anything to avoid, to seek pleasure over uh, avoiding pain. And so oh. over time, got a lot of those like feathers from the universe. Hey, you might want to change this. Didn't pay attention to those. Got some, uh, you know, metaphorical bricks in the head hey, it's really time that you make some changes. And so I tried to make some changes, but like a lot of us do, fall back into old patterns. And until it got bad enough that uh, I found myself in 2008 up on Mammoth Mountain snowboarding. And I'm up there with two buddies and it was a full-on blizzard. There was so much snow coming every which way. You could barely see a tree about you know five feet in front of you. It was like a blur. 
And it was so dangerous that they closed down the lift. But we're already at the top and we're looking at each other like, hey, we're the only ones up here. Only one way down. Let's stay low, be ready for anything and just charge. So we're having a blast um, snowboarding down this mountain through this white abyss until I went off a jump that I didn't know was there. And I found myself in midair freaking out and tensed up. And it felt like I just went off a cliff. And so when I hit, the impact was like a lightning bolt right to my low back. And it felt like I'd done some major damage. And I was in so much pain. I yelled to my friends, hoping that they could hear me and help out. But they were already ahead of me. Look at my phone. My phone's dead. And so here I am in the middle of this mountain, you know, in could a barely move. On like a level 11 on a 10 scale of pain. Wow. It was the most excruciating. It was. And in those moments, you find uh, you have another gear. I was able to like channel my inner Spartan warrior and just to click off my board and sit on it so I could slide down as far as I could and then keel over and breathe into the pain for a while. And I kept doing this till I eventually made it down the mountain. Then I went to go see doctors, you know, could barely walk into their office, but I'm getting x-rays and MRIs. And they're sharing the bad news with me, telling me that um, I would need surgery um, ASAP. Otherwise, I might never move the same again. And so for someone that really appreciates these sensory suits and uh, this human experience, even in a state of fight or flight, I was able to choose a different path. And I knew there was a way to heal naturally. And so that was not an easy path, but uh, instead of going under the knife, uh, I found myself, you know, in my apartment in San Diego at the time, I could barely crawl to the bathroom. I was in so much pain. And I actually finally surrendered to a lot of these feelings I've been hiding from, you know, shame, whether I could get up and stand up straight, let alone go to work, right? Fear, if I was ever going to be able to move the same again, and even some grief that was deeply rooted from uh, the loss of my mom early on in life. And so, these were all unprocessed emotions that were creating this block and kept getting poked and prodded that I was avoiding until this breakdown, right? And so after I let those feelings finally fall in a pool of tears, essentially, I gained some massive clarity and it allowed me to set an intention while I did a meditation. And my intention was to receiving all gifts and answers to healing naturally. And in that, during that meditation, a friend I hadn't talked to in over two years sent me a text and said, hey, I heard your back's in bad shape. Check out neurokinetic therapy and KT, the work of David Weinstock. And so this took me down a rabbit hole of discovering these methods to uh, get answers from the body through muscle testing and, and how to resolve chronic pain, um, dysfunction in the body, and some really profound um, practices that that are amazing for self-healing. And when I got my first session, I walked out of there 90% better in one wow. session. Wow. And so, you know, and I, and I walked in looking like Shakira stuck in a mid hip dance move. You know, my yeah. <laughs> hips were over to one side, my upper body was over to the other side. And that was representative. My body was showing me how out of alignment I was with my purpose at that time. Right. You know, still going out and numbing all these unprocessed emotions. And, and so this was a huge breakthrough awakening for me that allowed me to realign with that path. And I took all of David Weinstock's courses, became a neurokinetic pain relief specialist and got to help other people have another option to healing naturally so that they could choose another path instead of getting surgery or other ways of healing naturally. And so this is, this has grown and expanded over the years, over the past decade into an inner peace process that I teach that's a, a powerful tool for allowing people to actually heal their own trauma. And wow. this is the, yeah, it's, it's a game changer. <laughs> a couple of things came to mind while you were talking. Um, mm -hmm. First of all, you're talking about, you know, out snowboarding here in this blizzard or whatever. I'm going to guess that you were a bit of a thrill seeker, adrenaline junkie. You could and say that, yeah. I think that people don't realize that that in itself is a form of numbing. Going out and continually training for marathon after marathon, like you extreme sports, riding motorcycles at 100 miles an hour. All of that is a form of escape and numbing from pain that you're trying to avoid. Yep. And then the other thought that I had, oh gosh, I just lost it. 
<laughs> Welcome to the 49-year-old brain. <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting smarter. You're getting smarter every day. Just to there piggyback you go. on that. Oh, some, I know what it was. Some, yeah, pain. pain. Anytime yeah. you feel pain, right? Whether it's emotional, whether it's physical, that's your body's signal to you that something needs to change. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. if you're ignoring your body, you're basically in a state of resistance. Yeah, I see pain as uh, an acronym. Pay attention inward now. And when we do, you can see it as a teacher. And it's essentially like a check engine light. Just like in our cars, most people are pretty diligent when it comes to, wow, check engine light. I better get this service to make a change before I have a major breakdown. But it's, it's interesting how we're not as diligent when it comes to something much more important. These human vessels, they would get to call home for such a short time. So we've just been conditioned and trained yeah. to reach externally for a pill or stuff it with something in the fridge or, or work. You know, I've, it's like a lot of mm-hmm. people are doer are like, you know, overdoers and they will just use their coping mechanism as just keep working because at least I'm being productive and I've gotten validation through that. And, and so that's where uh, a lot of people keeps your mind caught. busy. Yep. Yep. And we yep, also have it, had the message fed to us through the media and advertising and mm-hmm. just our whole lives that we push through right. pain, you know, no pain, no right. gain, right? right. Well, if it doesn't hurt, you're not doing it right. Whereas, well, really, I mean, yep. even Nike, isn't it Nike who says, just do it? Just do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I we've mean, been, we've been taught to embrace that. If it's not hard and mm-hmm. if you're not struggling, then you're not trying hard enough. Right. It's right. not supposed to be like that though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love pay Maybe. attention inward now. That's, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that pain essentially helped me realign with my purpose. And, you know, it's fascinating too on the, on the thought of purpose is so many people I work with across the world, there's really good people that are, you know, still trying to figure out their purpose. And this might be even like 30 to 50 year olds that I work with that mm-hmm. are feel like, man, I need to get clear and figure out my purpose. And, and if you zoom out and just see the big picture, like what if it's much more simple than we give it. And it's hard to find the answers in the brain. But if you take 12 inches down and see your heart space, the intelligence of your body and see, wow, what if we're just here to be and to give love in all the forms? And when we choose to keep doing that, then you're sharing more of your God-given gifts, talents, passions, the things that bring you joy. And that alone can be the foundational piece for your purpose that will you'll see like gluten-free breadcrumbs that the universe leaves you along that way that keep you on your path to the highest excitement and the biggest impact in others' lives. I think people make a big mistake when they're trying to figure out their purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm actually part of this Facebook group that's all women. And it's just about like really about how to be independent, financially sound women. Right. And these women come in there and they're like, okay, I'm at this crossroads. I need a new career. I could do this, this, or this. And they're, and they're posting these three careers that they're considering going into because they're money makers, right? And people right. think that their purpose needs to somehow align with making a lot of money. Right. Well, if your focus is on money, you probably aren't going to find your true purpose mm-hmm. because that has nothing to do with money, right? There right. are a few people who luckily... What their heart leads them to happens to be something that makes them money. But if you are solely focused on what your bank account's going to look like and you don't pay attention to what your heart needs, you're going to find yourself in a state of imbalance. Right. And in our system, our society, it's, we've been taught, you know, get the good grades so you can go to a good college, so you can get a good job, so you can finally get enough money to retire when you feel safe and secure And what have you given up through that whole course is your health, your vitality, your youth, right? So money is something that we can always get back. Time, not so much. So much more valuable. That sounds like a conversation I was having with my 23-year-old son, Will, the other day. We were riding (laughs) in the car and um, we were talking about, he's like, I just didn't get it in high school. I didn't understand. He's an artist and he's been a musician and he's painting now. And and so luckily he's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> got a different mm-hmm. mindset than a lot of people. But the whole the whole idea that you have to constantly be struggling for the dollar, 
Yeah, that's climbing. Like this. I always think of a ladder. You're starting at the bottom and your goal is to keep climbing to the top, right? And when you get to the right. top, that's that's supposed to be fulfillment. And what's sad is the reality of that, what we've been taught in that system is like, oh, I finally hit it. I get to retire and I have the the number that makes me feel secure and good. It's 10 million in the bank or whatever. And all of a sudden they realize like they don't feel any different. In fact, right. it can be really scary because that's not where their happiness lies. And so then they're, then a lot of people, you know, retire and they feel purposeless. And so right. it's usually not too long before they pass. And so that's a sad experience that we've witnessed, you know, many generations do. And yet we can choose a different path. And the paying attention to those cues along the way, the, the pain, the heavy emotions, these are all, it's like energy. It becomes issues in our tissues when we don't deal with it. Because that which you resist, try not to feel, is just persisting. But if you can allow yourself to feel, then you can heal. And so the powerful points is like, something once I was able to sit with the most excruciating physical pain I'd had and realized all these gifts from it, it inspired me to sit with more of these uncomfortable feelings, right? Such as anxiety. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that, right? So this was something that I avoided and kind of swept under the rug, made sure nobody could see that I was experiencing nervousness and anxiety inside, but it kept getting worse and worse. And over time, it was like showing up in the the worst situations too. And so it's like this thing needed to be addressed. So I broke it down, said anxiety is simply energy. Let's just call it something different than the charged word that we're used to that feels like nails on a chalkboard. And it's energy. So energy is information. So there's some important information that this wants to show me, right? And so I invited anxiety in for tea. You might even call it anxiety. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and this literally changed my life because I used my breath to slow down. And it was like this scary feeling that I'd been avoiding for decades. I actually invited it in, sat with it, and realized this was fear that was sh showing me straight in my face my biggest fear. And to face that head on, realizing that, wow, it's not the like fear of rejection. It's not the looking stupid or being exiled. It's actually not having deathbed regrets, knowing that this life is, is temporary, that I don't want to get to the end of my life and be like, man, I wish I would have shared that idea. Or I wish I would have shared that message on my heart that could have helped so many people. Or I wish I would have wrote that book or give that TED talk. These are all things that we can choose to take inspired action on now. And this is an important message that I got from anxiety was like, I noticed my mind when I was sitting with it, like, hurry, go to the fridge, stuff it, like, go call a friend, just get away from this uncomfortable feeling. But when I just observed those thoughts and let them go by and continue going deeper into this feeling, that energy was like an old friend that had been knocking at the door for a long time. And he had an important message for me. And the message was, hey, if your biggest fear is deathbed regrets, then you have this huge list of all these things, God-given gifts that you want to share, messages on your heart you, that can help a lot of people. And you've been choosing to consume a lot instead of creating these things. So that's why I'm here at the door knocking. And so that was a huge shift for me. It, it changed everything because I, I realized, wow, this is a, an old friend that comes knocking at the door when I'm over consuming and choosing short-term gratification over long-term fulfillment. And That's so huge. when it is huge. I think a lot mm -hmm. of people do that mm -hmm. and we might not realize it. Short-term mm -hmm. gratification over long-term fulfillment. Yep. I talk about that as sometimes it's like the toddler brain, mm -hmm. you know, that says, I want mm -hmm. it now, I want it now. And right. we're just like, fine, I want it now. And, and mm -hmm. that we can put that into so many parts of our lives, whether it's eating, Right. Drinking, whatever you know, whatever it might be, mm -hmm. desserts. I don't know. Fill in the word. Watching television right. all the time, you know. But it's it's keeping you from facing the emotions. We just we mm -hmm. stuff them down. You've you've mentioned food a few times, but I think that that is is a common way to do it. But they could be anything, yep. right? And that and literally inspired me at the depths of anxiety by feeling through that. I have a totally different relationship with anxiety now. Like, I don't fear it. It's, uh, mm -hmm. oh, it's an old friend. He's right. 
no wonder he's at the door. I've been over-consuming again and not doing these things that I know will move the needle forward that lead to long-term fulfillment. And so that inspired me. It was like seeing my largest fear was like a, a healthy fear that lit the fire of, hey, there, I got a lot to share in this life. So uh, when you move from the mind of this computer that's been programmed to constantly look for and solve problems, there are endless problems there. But when you can take that 12-inch elevator ride into your heart space, and it's like the difference would be like, ah, oh, I got to pay these bills, and uh, this is this deal, but what's in it for me, and that kind of chatter. And then you drop down here, take a deep breath, and it's like, Oh yeah, look at everything I have to give. Right. And oh, so, I love that. Huge difference in Shifted operating. Twelve system. inches down from your <laughs> brain to your heart. That's that's it, huge. It can be the longest uh, trip for some people, but yeah. the the important part is that there taps into the gold. It's like I discovered this anxiety isn't something to fear, and I can sit with it. Then I can discover more about myself through it. And in that, it was inspiring to, I literally created a whole program on how to conquer procrastination and how to work smarter than harder and upgrade your level of focus so that you can be very diligent about where you're giving your greatest asset, your energy and your focus and your attention. And so it's called the laser focus method. And it's a game changer. It's helped people create and share more of their God-given gifts that was all inspired by sitting with anxiety and having anxiety. <laughs> all right. So the, the laser focus mm-hmm. method, I, mm-hmm. I, I like the sound of that because I, I think need all that. of us, all of us do procrastinate. Yeah. I've got a book that I'm writing right now and i am got a deadline of February 15th. Yep. And I'm like, I would rather just sit here and look at the ocean. Than write yep. this Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But I've so, got a hard deadline. So how do we become laser focused? Yeah. <laughs> So the first, there's a, you know, I realized with humans, they've done tests on this and it was like, you know, the average goldfish has nine seconds attention span, right? And humans are at all the way down to like seven seconds of attention span. (laughs) We have less attention than a goldfish? Yes. It's sad. And so it's. Listen, I set a timer for 10 seconds the other day and my husband's Mm -hmm. like, why do you need a timer for 10 seconds? I said, because I'm going to forget in the next 10 seconds that I need to take this off the burner or whatever, right? Because yeah. my brain in 10 seconds can go 40 different ways. Right. That's so, so funny. There, yeah. there, are pro- there are proven ways to upgrade your level of focus and to improve and extend your attention span. Because you think about, you know, you know it's possible because remember back when you were, in high school or college, and you were to go take a test. And there's all this pressure. And it's like, for one hour, you're just going to do the best you can to get the best grade. And so for that hour, you didn't even go to the bathroom, you weren't looking on your phone, you were literally laser focused. We didn't on... have phones back then. I just want to say. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. We, yeah, we I... had beepers when I was in high school. Not me. No, I'm too old. Yeah. I'm, I'm a lot older. Right. <laughs> but you're right. And so, you know, it's possible for that hour, you were super focused. And so there's a way to take that level of focus and train it to upgrade that and apply it in a way that's actually more fun. And that gamifies the whole process so that instead of just procrastinating because you hate doing these things that are on your list, what if it is a get to do list instead of a have to do list that, you know, gets kind of pushed off the all of a sudden, it's like more and more things on your to-do list, which creates all this bandwidth taken up from your mind because you're like, man, I should be doing that thing. I'm watching Netflix, but I can't even really enjoy the movie because I know I should be doing that thing. And so there's ways to gamify the whole process and then create intrinsic reward systems. And this is fascinating because this has helped a lot of people heal from addictions and the sources of their addictions to smoking drinking, cannabis, all kinds of things. Because when you realize that we're seeking externally for a feeling of, you know, the dopamine hit, the serotonin, the oxytocin, but we already have a pharmacy within us with all those good feelings. So Mm -hmm. there's natural ways to access that. And, And then you become your own self sourcer. 
you're sourcing yourself, your own good feelings. And when you do this after even little and big wins, then you're rewiring your brain so that you don't need these things externally as much. And so it's a game changer when you apply this with your upgraded level of focus to productivity. You get to work so much smarter than harder and you get more done and then it allows you more time freedom so that you can be in in your zone of genius. So tell me if this would work for me, because I'm going to tell you how I operate. So I am an adrenaline junkie. I love nothing but a good adrenaline fix. I work in a trauma center. I mean, when the trauma pager goes off, I'm like, let's go. I like a fast-paced work, right? So Mm -hmm. I am the person who waits until four hours before a paper's due to write it. I'm the person that waits until 30 minutes or somebody's coming to my house to run around my house like a crazy person and clean it up. Mm-hmm. I wait to the last minute to do everything because that is when I have the laser focus to get it done. Right. What, what is that? Is that yeah. internal wiring? Is that yep. me looking yep. for a dopamine hit? Like, yep. how does that totally. work? Totally. You're, you're making sure that the, your movie, your life is, is really exciting because you can get a dopamine hit if it's like, oh, I got to do my best work stressed out and under pressure. And, right. and so you wait till the last second because that gives you that rush, that adrenaline, that, that fix, right? But what if there's a way that you could simply access that adrenaline in more fun things like scheduling skydiving or some events in your life, some things on your bucket list that are helping you experience that adrenaline in a fun and exciting way that you can tell lots of stories about. And then... You take it's your less stressful, right? But then yeah. you go to your get to do list, and the first hardest thing on there that you've been putting off, you can time it. Say, okay, this task, if I can get it done in 45 minutes, then I get an awesome reward after. And so, putting it in a time can give you a little bit of that dopamine hit because it's like, okay, do not disturb on everything else. 45 seconds when that timer goes off, this has to be done. And so it can create this gamified adrenaline release that allows you to tap into that focus for that time allotted. You're like, nope, not going to the bathroom. Nope, not answering the phone. I'm laser focused on this. This helps you get into flow state more consistently into timelessness. Mm -hmm. And then you crush that task. Then the alarm goes off and you can even gamify it and see how much time you can do have allotted before you finish the task and get extra credit for that. And then you get a healthy reward, a healthy celebration. For you, that might be going on a bike ride and going to get some, it feels like freedom, right? Air flowing through your hair. You, you get nostalgic because you're when you rode bikes when you're a kid, right? And this, this good feeling, or it could be you put on your favorite song and, and just allow your body to move in any way it wants to and just dance. That is such a great way to access these natural feel-good hormones endorphins, serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin already within us, you can access that naturally. And then every time you do that process, you're rewiring your brain. So it becomes easier and easier and easier. And then you'll realize the thing that you used to use to cope, like that you would procrastinate with, whether it was Netflix or whether it's, uh, you know, smoking, those things lose their magnetism towards you. They don't have the same like need for it. And so it becomes much easier. And then you're like, well, man, I just crushed the hardest thing and it's not even 10 a.m. You know, now I could do these other two things that are easier and just Mm -hmm. build massive momentum, keep creating those intrinsic rewards after. And this literally, it's gamifying the whole process that we usually dread so much, right? So then it it makes it more exciting, more fun. And then you, it creates more free time because then it's noon or 1 p.m. and you're already feeling productive, accomplished, focused. And then you can go enjoy yourself and do the things that light you up, that path of joy and highest excitement. And during those things, whether it's riding your bike or taking an Epsom salt bath, that's when you're in receptive mode and you can receive more ideas of the next cool thing, the next big step in your, you know, alignment with your purpose. And so it becomes this beautiful dance of the masculine and feminine within you, right? It's like, oh, wow, you're in an Epsom salt bath and 
the idea came for my new book, mm-hmm. right? And it's mm-hmm. like, that's not the moment to stay in the feminine and just meditate for another two hours. That's like, you were receptive. The idea came. Now let your masculine take the action and take the action, take the baton and go, okay, I'm going to start writing the first outline to my book right now. Yep. You know, and when the, when the fire's hot, when the inspiration's there and then set up and schedule times that you can continue that. And it is a game changer. People forget what powerful creators we are. And so when you have a system to dial in your focus like this and get more done in less time, you get to tap into the power of being a creator in this experience, you know, and then you can worry less about all the fears of rejection and all that stuff. You can look outside and be like, just be like an apple tree, you know, apple trees just keep producing tons and tons of apples. They don't care if someone thinks they're sour or someone thinks they're the best thing since apple pie, right? They just keep producing apples and we can be the same way like that, just like you see in nature and just keep producing And that is on your path to long-term fulfillment, which is so much richer. It's so much richer Mm -hmm. than any chocolate in the fridge or seeking short-term pleasure. It's a game changer. If somebody's listening right now and then they're just like, all of this is like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yep, yep, I need to make a change, right? But they're still in that spot. They're at step one. They're like, Mm -hmm. I'm unfulfilled. I don't know my purpose. Something needs to change. What is step one? People are so out of touch with themselves. So like, what is step one? How do, where do they start? So this is great. I'll give you step one in the actual online laser focused method training, which is visioneering. So I call, it's a term, it's a process. It's really fun. I call it visioneering because it's engineering your future, your life, your North Star, where you're heading, and then allow yourself to feel it and experience it now. Instead of going to chase the carrot at the end of the string, you create your vision. And so an easy way to do this is to begin writing a future date, right? It might be a year from now, two years from now. If you're a big visionary, it could be 10 years from now. And you write the date on that side, on the right side of the paper. And on the other side is today's date. But that future date is where you get to fast forward and get a glimpse of, and you call this your average perfect day. And you begin writing out what does it feel like. And the key is that you're writing it in present tense. This isn't something that's like outside of you. Like, yeah, when I get to the top of the mountain or when I'm 28 years old or whatever, that then I'll experience this. It's I'm waking up so grateful next to my beloved. She's so peaceful. We get to wake up and have the most incredible sex magic and transmute that energy into what I'm creating that day. And I have an incredible team that are all focused and in their zone of genius. And we're all aligned on our vision. And as a result of sharing so much value in the world as a side effect, $55,000 is coming in every month consistently. And it feels so good to have more than enough that I get to share it with every person and place and organization that feels dear to my heart. So you're you're setting an intention for mm-hmm. for what the future you're, you're crafting your yeah. intention for the future that you are envisioning. It's literally like it's literally a journal entry from the future. So I am in pure gratitude of this. I'm already experiencing this. You're writing as if you're it's happening now and this gives your body and normalizes it for yourself so that you can watch as you go about your day, signs and synchronistic moment and serendipitous people start showing up in your experience, the puzzle pieces to allow for that to happen. So it becomes really fun. And when you're clear on that North Star, then you've just accomplished something that more than half of the population hasn't, which is getting clear on what it is you want. Yeah, people don't know where <laughs> and, they're going. And yeah. so when you create that North Star, <laughs> and this is really powerful for relationships because you know, so many people witness or if you've been through a relationship where you just kind of start growing in different directions, they're just, oh, I'm on this enlightened path and she's kind of growing this way. And it's just been this turmoil and conflict. And because you feel like you're growing in different directions. Well, guess what? If you share this visioneering experience, like I did with my wife, literally we, we would do it on voice note and we would just say, okay, our house is so... Spacious 
and feel so warm and cozy. We have a big backyard with uh, our garden and our dogs are just so happy to be playing back there. And our kids are thriving and they feel like they get, they're amazing sleepers. So we get incredible sleep every night. All these I'm details. I'm glad you thought to put that in there. That's important. It, it worked. It worked. We manifested two incredible sleepers and they're amazing. Love it. Oh. And so this is an example of years later, we would just bounce this back and forth, recording this voice note, visioneering our future. And then years later, we listened to it and we're like, wow, we just described our house now in Austin, Love Texas. That. And our, Wait, and our so girls. I'm confused though. So mm-hmm. you each you each have your own vision or mm-hmm. together you create a united vision. That they created both. a united vision together. Right. Yeah. So you're co-creating it. So it's both of you Love are it. getting clear on what you want and then you pass the ball back and forth. You know, like I'll r- share one chapter of it that I'm grateful for and speaking in now time, even though it's a future glimpse. And then she'll get some ideas on that and explain like more details about the interior design and our creation station, one of our offices and all these things. And then when we both feel complete, you hit save and title it, you know, visioneering average perfect day, 2023. Right. And then come that day in the future, have a listen to that and watch how everything unfolds in that way. It's incredible. And that way, instead of growing in different directions, we're both super clear on our North Star. Because you co-created it. Right. Where we're heading. And you can already imagine how much more harmony and peace that allows for in your Uh relationship. When instead of like, well, I'm kind of going this way. I don't know. It feels like you're going that way and creates all this conflict that's unnecessary. It almost feels like, to use a term I think people are familiar with, a mission statement. You're creating the mission Mm -hmm. statement for your marriage. And I mean, if you're familiar with business at all, a business creates a mission statement, right? And then everything they do in their business needs to align with that mission statement. If it doesn't, then their mission statement is needs to be changed or they need to change the way they do business. Right. Right. So it's kind of the same principle. Yep. Yep. I like that. Same, same ballpark. And, and this is full permission to have fun with it. Use as much of your imagination as possible because Einstein even knew that imagination is more important than knowledge because imagination is where everything begins from in the first place as energy. And then we get to bring it into this physical form and create it. So this is an opportunity to, if your average perfect day is like, well, then a helicopter comes and picks us up and takes us on this surprise date to our favorite restaurant. Write that on there and and write it in present tense like you're experiencing it now. And you notice the sensations and the feelings of that feel happening now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When it raises your vibration and you and you feel good, you know it's working. Because the more you keep, and I have an entire alignment activation uh, practice, guided 22-minute alignment activation that you can infuse your visioneering with and embody it. And so it's a clearing of energy in your sacral systems and then using movement, breath work, and meditation. And this is free to everybody. It's on my website when you join my newsletter and you'll automatically get a free guided alignment activation to let you experience what it's like to regain your full sovereignty. And I call it sovereignty because it's freedom within yourself and freedom to experience what it's like to be fulfilled with your own energy. And how do people find that? Tell them, tell them where yeah. to go to get that. Charlesclay.coach. Super simple. Okay. Check out okay. charlesclay.coach. Go to the bottom, add your name to the newsletter, and you will get that guided. And if it feels good, then use it as your good morning ritual. If you're having a day that you wake up, you feel like you're in a funk, use your alignment activation. It is a game changer. And then when you combine your visioneering practice that we just went over, with that, then you're embodying it. And you every time you're doing that and it feels good, you're normalizing that for yourself. So that can all those puzzle pieces can fall into place for that to happen for you. It gets Love to be it. really fun. That's really it's it's powerful. And I think I think the overall message is you're you're not stuck. For anybody who's listening, you're not stuck. You can imagine something different. I got to hear Joe Dispenza speak in October. And you know, I love the title of his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And knowing that you can redesign your future, you're not stuck in a rut, no matter where you are right now. If I went back, 
you know, 10 years ago, the life I'm living now is I had no idea what I'd be doing now, but I've crafted the life by envisioning it and by changing everything. So it it can be done. I was just going to say, I'm a firm believer that all, you know, we're, we live in a realm of contrast. So if you are feeling stuck, if you are depressed, if you are feeling anxious, just know that that is a refinement. You could say, thank you for the contrast. Now I know what I don't want. Right. And now I'm more clear on what I do want so that you can create even a better average perfect day visioneering process. And so it's a game changer because then you're all of a sudden you're like, wow, my life is so exciting that I can't even find anything that's exciting on Netflix. <laughs> I like what I'm creating. <laughs> right. So that's another example of how your old addictions just lose their luster because you're fulfilling that within yourself. Right. So my question was, I have just Mm -hmm. one last sort of fun Mm -hmm. question. I think I might know your answer, but I could be wrong. I recently saw this book and it's a bucket list book and you write down a hundred things that you want to do. And on one side, it's your bucket list and it's all about what is it? Why do you want to do it? How do you think it'll make you feel? And on the page facing it, it's when you actually do that item and you date it and then it's how did it feel? Was it what you thought it was going to be? And you write about the experience. And I was like, that sounds so fun. I want that book. And then I was like, that's silly. But after listening to you talk, I don't think that's really silly at all. What do you, how do you feel about bucket lists? Yeah. You know, I think they're awesome because anytime that you recognize this is all temporary, we're someday we're going to be at the end of our life. And I've interviewed people as read a lot of research on people that talk about deathbed regrets. When people come to the end of their life and they're like, man, nobody ever said, I wish I would have spent more time on the internet or I wish I would have worked more. You know, it's always, Mm -hmm. I wish I would have connected more with the people that I love. I wish I would have shared that idea that I had. I wish I would have wrote that book that was in my heart. So you knowing that contemplating death, you can actually take inspired action towards that now and get clear on what that bucket list is or those God-given gifts, talents, passions that you want to share or experience and do in this life before you get to the end of the road instead of taking those to the grave. It is a game changer. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Great question. Well, thank you. Well, Charles, one more time, tell people where they can get in touch with you. Yeah. So check out charlesclay.coach. That's my website. You'll even see the laser focus method there. You can still get it for the lowest price right now. So grab that help. So you're upgrade your focus, allow yourself to create more in less time and enjoy more free time in your zone of genius. And then get your free gift at the bottom when you subscribe to my newsletter. And then the same for those of you that are on Instagram, it's charlesclay.coach, same on Telegram and on TikTok. So I'm happy to connect. If you guys are going through something, feel free to DM me. Tell me what you're going through. Or if any of this resonated, you want to dive deeper on it, I'm here to help and support. So uh, that was one of my initiations early on was the lone wolf, trying to do it all myself. You know, and when my stuff got hit or I'm going through a hard time, I would like isolate myself in the man cave. Mm -hmm. That's the slow way of evolving. There's an easier way by listening to your intuition, who do you feel called to reach out to, to get all the amazing resources that are available to you. So I encourage you to have the courage to do that. Well, thank you. Well, thank you so much, Charles. Yes. Been a pleasure. Now it's time for our listener led lesson. It could be a life hack, a book recommendation, a special recipe, a kitchen tip, or anything along those lines. Today's listener led lesson comes from Debbie Bajazia. She says, I'm a huge Apple fan, and here's a tip I use daily. When you're trying to read an article on your iPhone or iPad and all you see are ads, click the two A's in the top left corner. It's up there where the like the um the menu bar is. If you have your menu bar up there, I have mine up there. If it's on the iPad. Mine's up there on the iPhone too. You can move it. The new update, put it at the bottom. I don't like it at the bottom. I like it at the top because I'm used to it. I got you. (laughs) It might be at the bottom, but for me it's at the top. But Click on that and then tap show reader. It's a reader view. 
and not every website allows it, but if you see the two A's, you should be able to use this tip. And that's exactly right. Cause it, I use it a lot. I use it a lot too. Cause it's a lot easier to read. You don't have pop-ups. It's more like you're just reading text. It's bigger print. Yeah. It's almost like you're reading a nook or something. Uh-huh. Like you're reading the Kindle version yep. mm-hmm. of something. Yeah, I agree. That is a great tip. So at the end of each show, we like to share a motivational quote from a listener. And today's quote was submitted by Arth Shiva Clow. And I hope I said your name correctly. This simple quote is such a great reminder. Listen with your heart. Wow, that really goes with today's topic so well. I thought so too. I just literally got goosebumps because it matches what Charles said. Listen with your heart. Yeah. Perfect. He didn't even do that on purpose. Y'all, I chose this quote from Lister Submissions, and I had no idea what Charles was going to say. So, And this is episode 111 coming out on 111. So I don't know. <laughs> we are. This episode is in alignment. <laughs> it is absolutely in alignment. Yeah. <laughs> listen with your heart, 111 on 111. <laughs> when we listen with our heart, we are hearing what a person is saying from a place of love and understanding. It's listening with feeling, emotion, and love rather than when we listen with our head and we are listening from a place of logic or ego. Sometimes there is no logic in understanding what a person is saying. There is no solution to be provided, only empathy and an open heart. Even if a person is upset with you, If you can put ego aside and really open your heart to hear what they are saying and try to feel what they are feeling, the conversation will be much more satisfying for all parties. To listen with your heart is to convey to them that you hear what they are saying and you understand what they are feeling. It doesn't come natural to most people and it can really take practice and reframing, but everybody can become a person who listens with their heart. This even goes for yourself, as Charles was saying. If your body is telling you that you are burned out and exhausted, listen to your heart and forget the logical brain that is thinking of your busy calendar, the never-ending to-do lists. Listen to your heart and give it what it needs. Rest, peace, whatever. Love that. So I was writing this out and um, you know what song popped into my head? What? And then I couldn't stop singing it all night. What? Listen to your heart by Roxette. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that, that was going through my head, too. I was wondering if it was the same one. <laughs> it was like, was it from the 80s? The I, yeah, I think it was probably 80s, mid to late 80s. Yeah. And I was like humming it. And Kevin listen said, to your heart. are you humming? Listen to your heart. And I'm like, yeah. yes, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I won't sing it because I'm a terrible singer. <laughs> Unless I'm by myself. Then I'm a fabulous singer. <laughs> And now, and now we've got that song in everybody's brain. Exactly. Well, that's a, that's a good way to end it. I love that, though. Listen with your heart. And I, we should just live from our heart instead of always being in our heads. And let your emotions be your guide, really. And, you know, when you have, I, I remember teaching kids this. If you have that uh-oh feeling in your stomach, that tells mm-hmm. you something's wrong. Yeah, I, I taught my elementary kids that. You know, whenever you feel that uh-oh feeling, listen to it. That's telling you something important. Listen to that. Yep. And and we as adults can remember that, too. If you have a lot of dread about something, you're like, what is my body telling me? Mm-hmm. What is my heart telling me about this? It's when we override those yeah. alerts that things go awry. You're exactly right. Yeah, because there were some things I've been, you know, projects that other people wanted me to do that I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And other people kept trying to get me to do them and... I wanted to be a pleaser and go along with them, but my body kept saying, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And finally, I was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I listened to right. my my heart. And even though on paper it makes sense to do all those things uh-huh. and other people think I should do them, I'm not doing that. I'm not overriding those no feelings. So let me ask you. Yeah. How's your right shoulder? Oh, you know, I think it's all better. <laughs> That was the pleaser shoulder, right? Yes. It doesn't hurt anymore. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's funny. All right. It, it feels better. I'm, y'all can't see, but Sherry, can I move it around? Yeah, I think it's all better. That's funny. Well, on the biofield tuning episode, yep. and she was saying that, and I said, uh, Jen, your shoulder's yeah, been hurting. That's right. My right shoulder. And exactly. it was right about then that you said no to all those projects. Yep. I said no to the ones I didn't want to do. That's exactly right. I'm not doing any projects for people if I don't want to do them. Freedom. Great advice. Yep. Thank you so much for joining us today. We would love to have you join us in the private Life Lessons VIP community. 
go to lifelessonscommunity.com slash VIP to become a VIP podcast supporter. Your membership ensures that we can keep bringing you episodes of the Life Lessons podcast each week. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And if you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. Reviews really do help us reach new listeners. We're a community-driven podcast, and here's how you can be a part of our show each week. Do you have a story to share for our good news segment, a listener-led lesson, or a motivational quote that means something to you? Or do you have an area of expertise that you would like to share as our featured guest for the week as we present our weekly life lesson? Email us at connect at lifelessonscommunity.com or use the link in show notes and then listen each week to hear your story or tip. Until next week, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.